everybody. I'm so glad you've joined us again for another Wednesday night. And tonight to start out, I'd like to share something with you that I think will really bless you. Um, but, but I'll tell you, this is a time when I really wish you were here. I could see your faces and I could see who's in the audience and I could kind of know, um, know my crowd because what I'm going to do tonight is going to help everyone who is not a true Southerner, okay? I'm going to give you an insider's look into Southern colloquialisms. And specifically, I'm going to share some phrases with you that might sound nice, but darling, they really are not intended to be nice, okay? It's kind of what we would call maybe some backhanded compliments. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for them? <laughs> the first one. He means well, God love him. Have you ever heard that one? Hope not. Uh, the next one, honey, it's not your fault. You just didn't know any better. The next one, I just love how you don't even care what people think. The next one, well, that's nice if you like that sort of thing, sweetheart. The next one, he can't help that he wasn't raised right. Now, if you're noticing there's something with the tone, if you're noticing they're going to come and they're going to sound sweet, there's going to be a melody with them. I'm only halfway done, so hold on, I have a few more. The next one, one of my personal favorites, isn't she just precious? Folks, you, you, just, you don't ever want a Southern mama to call you precious because it's not precious. They don't think you're precious, okay? Here's another one. Um, <laughs> I bet those shoes are really comfortable. Yeah, you know, you know what she's saying when she says that. Another one, your baby just has the best personality. Well, you can probably read between the lines with that one. Another one, I don't care what anybody says. I think she's pretty in her own way. And then the last one I want to share with you is the absolute Southern kiss of death. And that is bless your heart. <laughs> now, I hope you haven't been the recipient of any of these. You can thank me for all of that later. And you can come back another time for more survival guide information. I just want to be a blessing to you here tonight and moving forward. And speaking of blessing, we're going to talk about blessing your heart here a little more in just a bit. I'm glad that you've joined us again for our series entitled Prayers That Move the Heart of God. And we've talked about so many powerful prayers so far, prayed by the likes of King David, King Solomon, of Hannah, of the Apostle Paul, and even Jesus. And you know, I love to pray these prayers during my own prayer time. I hope you're finding that it's a powerful way to pray as well, because we really can learn from these biblical prayers and we can follow their model in our own lives. So let me remind you right here at this point, prayer is always the right thing. If you don't know what to do, always pray. And the Bible is always the place that you should go when you need peace or you need direction. So why not pray biblical prayers over your life, over your situation? Why not trust the Lord to move on your behalf when you pay, pray these prayers? Amen? Aren't you grateful for that? And so tonight, we're going to take a deeper look 
at a prayer of blessing from scripture. And this prayer is considered a priestly blessing. It was offered by Aaron. Aaron was the very first high priest of Israel, and he was instructed by God to bless the people after Moses had told the people how to walk with God. You see, Moses had given them very clear directions on things to do, things not to do, things to cling to, things to avoid. And now God wanted to bless them. And he used the high priest to do that. We're going to read from Numbers 6, verses 22 through 27. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. What a beautiful passage. And maybe this passage sounds familiar to you, but possibly you didn't know where it was found in scripture. Um, it should ring a bell even if you've never heard it in scripture, from the song that we just sang tonight for worship. About that song, it's entitled, The Blessing. Um, it really is a bit of a case study about the power of blessing in our lives and the power of praying scripture over everyone. The backstory behind this song entitled The Blessing is actually pretty interesting. The song was written at Elevation Church on a Thursday, and then they sang it in church for the first time the following Sunday. The video was released five days later on March 6th, just as our nation was shutting down. And it quickly became apparent that this was going to be a very special song. As of right now, this song has been viewed, the original, um, the original recording has been viewed over 14 million times and sung by literally millions others all around the globe. Carrie Job was one of the songwriters and soloists and she was asked recently what she thought about the impact that the song was making. And Job shared, because this song is based on scripture, the message is timeless. And we wanted to release it as quick as we could, knowing the effect it could have on people's hearts and spirits immediately, as it did ours. Also, God knew it would be something we could hold on to during a season of our lives that's full of uncertainties and unknowns. Do not be afraid. God is with you. How powerful, how powerful was that insight. And then another one of the songwriters was interviewed. His name's Chris Brown. He also shared, this song comes along and is relentless in the encouragement and blessing. It delivers from scripture over God's people, along with the assurance that God is with us and for us always. And you know, on a personal level, I'll share with you when I first heard The Blessing, the song absolutely captured my heart. It came at such a fragile time in our nation and our world, and it resonated so incredibly um, with me, of course, with so many other people. It was instantly viral. It became a rallying cry of people of faith around the world. And in fact, the first time we sang it, 
It was the very first service we recorded um, here when we began sheltering in place. And I'll tell you, the Spirit of God was so strong. It moved so strongly, so powerfully that night and ministered in an amazing way to the worship team as we, as we sang it. The power of this song is a testament to the power of blessing, especially in the context of community worship. And so the song of the blessing, um, it's taken directly from the Numbers passage. It also incorporated elements from other verses as well, from Exodus 20, verse 6, from Deuteronomy 7, verse 9, and Psalm 103, verses 17 and 18. The song offers a series of blessings to everyone who hears it, that the Lord would bless us, the Lord would keep us, the Lord would show favor toward us and grant us grace and peace for a thousand generations, that we would become more sensitive to God's presence that exists everywhere, that we would surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling within us, that we would understand that God is for us no matter the situation we face, that we would intentionally focus on blessing the next generation and beyond. And you know, as a parent, I have to say, the song resonated even more deeply with me on, on a different level as well. Praying blessings, um, praying for blessings for our children and for their children for a thousand generations. You see, there is something within every human being. There's a desire that we can sow seeds of blessing that would live beyond us. There's a desire for legacy that lives on beyond us, that the blessing that we pray that we live out with our children in their lives, that that blessing will outlive us and that our legacy will be one of blessing and of influence. And I can tell you right now, God wants that for us and for those generations to come even more than we do. This song culminates in a powerful promise for each one of us. It ends by saying, He is for you. And I want you to know he is for you today. Why don't we praise him for that right now? Thank you, God. Thank you that you are for us. We thank you, Jesus. Now I'd like to share um, a little bit of the backstory of the biblical passage, okay? And to do that, we really have to understand the concept of blessing in the biblical context, in the time in which uh, this was written. And I would just say it this way, it, it would really be difficult to overestimate the significance of blessing in Hebrew culture. Like it was everything. Blessing was everything to them. In fact, it is no mistake that Jesus commanded us to bless those who curse us. You see, blessing is one of the most powerful things we can do. It's one of the most powerful things we can do for someone else. Blessings break curses. Blessings bring healing and freedom and peace. And as Christians, we understand that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We know that. We understand that about life. There are common graces, common blessings that God gives to every one of us. If you have air in your lungs, if you have nothing more than that right now, you are blessed of God. 
but there are certain blessings that God reserves for those who are in covenant relationship with him. And this special blessing, it was for Israel. It was for the children of Israel. If you notice, he said, bless them and my name will be upon them. I'll tell you something right now. The name of the Lord is always associated with covenant back in the Old Testament. And certainly it's associated with covenant here in the New Testament. We are children of the name, people of the name of Jesus Christ. So I believe I believe that that blessing in the Old Testament, that blessing that we just read that was prayed over them, I believe it's a blessing for us as well. You know, here, here's one reason why I believe that. The Old Testament, so much of the Old Testament foreshadows what is fulfilled in Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And so we see this blessing. We see that it foreshadows a New Testament blessing that comes from God. In John chapter 17, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our great high priest. Okay, Aaron was a type and shadow of who Jesus would be to us. He prays a prayer of blessing for all believers. So I believe it's very biblical to pray blessings over us right now that we can still be the recipient of the same blessings that they were in Scripture. Now, I don't want us to miss an important point of this prayer. Notice that the blessing is not initiated by the priest. This was not Aaron's idea. It wasn't Moses's idea. God is the one who initiated the blessing. We see that God is the source, the originator of all blessing. Blessing is God's idea. God thought of it. He is the one who initiated blessing with the children of Israel, and he is the one who initiates blessing in our own lives. We don't earn it. We didn't do enough to deserve it. We can't do enough here on earth. We can't work hard enough to earn things on our job or to earn um, the, the homes that we live in. None of that. Blessing comes from God. Blessing has always come from God. The immediate context of this prayer of the numbers prayer of blessing, the ironic um, priestly prayer, as it's known. The original context of that prayer of blessing is that the children of Israel are in the wilderness. They just left Egypt where they were slaves for 400 years. They just experienced their deliverance with the very first Passover. God took them through the Red Sea. He delivered them from their enemies, the Egyptians. By now they've been to Mount Sinai where they received the law of God. And now it's time for them to enter the promised land. But, but, but here's something that's very interesting. What God knows at this point, what God knows that the children of Israel do not know is that they were going to spend the next 30 some years meandering through this barren desert land. Two million Jews wandering around, not claiming the promised land that had been promised to them. You see, God knows that they are going to need this blessing. God knows what wilderness they were in. And I'll tell you, my brother, my sister, God knows what wilderness you are in right now. God knows the wilderness you may be walking in, the wilderness you may be stuck in, you may be circling, 
And you may not be in it right now. He knows the wilderness you're going to be in a year from now, two years from now, 40 years from now. And God tailors his blessings to exactly what we need at that moment in that season of life. They were going to need provision. They were going to need the presence of God. They were going to need God's blessing. They could not survive without it. You know, no matter where you go, no matter where I go, no matter where we may be walking, we're all in a place in life where we simply can't make it without God's blessing. I would say right now, the world that we're living in, with so much uncertainty, so many questions, so much change, like we talked about, we absolutely need the blessing of God where we are. But you know, the good news is that's not a surprise to God. God knows that. He knew it before 2020 ever happened. He already knew it and he made a way and he's prepared a blessing for you and a blessing for me to receive. Amen. So, we see in scripture, we see in this moment that he sent this blessing to bring encouragement and hope and peace to his children in the midst of their toughest life circumstances. And he wants to do the same for you right here, right now. You see this blessing, it was a reminder of God's love for his children, of his devotion to them, of his attention toward them, that God was thinking of them, that he was mindful of them, that he was looking upon them, that he knew their needs before they even knew their own needs, before they even knew what to pray. God already knew and he'd already prepared a way. The ultimate blessing that we can have at any moment is to enter into the presence of a loving God who wants to bless us, who calls us to him. That's the goal of God's redemptive purposes. It's that we can have intimate fellowship with God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how rocky every, everything seems or how shaky everything feels. When you have the presence of God, that is the thing that can sustain you more than anything else. That is the thing that you can hold on to that is the thing that will keep you when you feel lost and alone and afraid. I wonder right now if we can just call out to the Lord, thank him for his presence. God, I'm so grateful for your presence. I'm so grateful for your mercy at work in our lives right here, right now in this moment. Amen. Amen. So the blessing here that we have studied tonight, it is a prayer that you will experience God's favor, that you will experience God's presence. And God's presence. And it is stressed by the repetition of a request for his face. That is his favor, his presence, to be in his presence. God is blessing us with these words from the Old Testament. And these words that the essence of them are repeated in the New Testament. He gives them to us to bless us because he loves us. But I want to tell you something else. God gives us these words, not just for ourselves, but he's providing us a template to be able to bless other people in the same way. We bless others as we have been blessed. 
You see, we, we've already talked about the fact that God is the source of all blessing. It comes from him. Everything comes from him. And we get to partner with God. We get to be a part of God's work here on earth. We get to bless others. That's one of the most exciting things that you'll ever hear. We say it a lot at the Sanctuary Church. We have been blessed to be a blessing. We have been blessed not to hoard up God's blessings for ourselves, but to let it flow through us as a conduit of his spirit. We have been blessed to be a blessing. And you know, I talked about the importance of blessing um, in this Old Testament context in which this was written. And I would tell you that, um, that Jews growing up um, at this time, of course, they're going to expect their father would give a blessing to his sons. You know, that was a very common thing um, that prior to death, he's going to put a blessing on them. He might bless them at other times in his life, but he's absolutely going to impart something to them before they needed to go on this journey, before he sent them out, so to speak, right? And God is saying to his people here in Numbers, you are my children and I want to bless you. God is saying to his people tonight, you are my children and I want to bless you. God is saying to the sanctuary church, I have called you. I have raised you up. My favor is upon you and I want to bless you. I hope somebody believes that with me tonight. And what I'd like for you to do right now, as you think about all the people in your life, your family, your friends, your loved ones, your enemies, I want you to think about the power of blessing and the incredible opportunity you have to bless them. The privilege we have of praying God's blessings over the people in our lives. But here's something I want you to consider. If you want to bless other people, you first must receive God's blessings for yourself. If you want to bless somebody else, you've got to receive God's blessings first because you can't give something that you don't have. Nothing can flow from you when you're closed up. You first must receive God's blessings. It reminds me of Genesis chapter 48 where Jacob blessed his son Joseph just before Jacob was passing away. And he said to Joseph at that time, it was very powerful. He said, the Lord has blessed me, so I am blessing you. Now, here, here's what I know to be true. Unfortunately, some of us never receive the benefit of blessing from people important to us. Sometimes the people most important to us, that unconditional love and approval that comes with the blessing. You know, many times, maybe it was um, a father who was absent in our lives or we could never live up to his standards. Maybe it was a mother who made us feel like we were a chore and a bother. And uh, we knew that when we came into her life, um, we tied her down in a way that she didn't want to be tied down. Maybe it was as simple as you had a grandparent and you knew you weren't the favorite <laughs> and you tried really hard to be the favorite grandchild. Um, maybe this people pleasing sort of took over um, your life and your patterns and the way that you lived so that when this teacher didn't give you praise or you didn't feel like you could measure up, your whole life was bound up and motivated with trying to prove that you were worthy of a blessing. And I can tell you something right now, 
from the sincerest place in my heart, I can tell you that you may still, even as an adult, be seeking that same blessing right now. You may be acting, you may be behaving in a way, you may have insecurities in your life that keep you bound up because you're still that little child looking for the blessing of a loved one in your life. You see, the unconditional love and approval that comes with blessing, that's an important element of our self-esteem, of our emotional, of our spiritual well-being. And many of us, perhaps unknowingly, spend a lifetime striving for this acceptance. And it's left us with wounds and scars. And when we haven't surrendered that to God, and when we haven't received His healing, it's led us to continually seeking out affirmation checking things off of our list to try to make us feel better about ourselves, to undo the pain of not receiving the blessing. And here's what I want you to know. Here's what I need everybody to know. God is here today to heal you. God is here to touch your spirit, to protect and to bless you. Maybe you've never thought about the emotional void in your life because you didn't receive the approval of your parents, of your spouse, of someone important to you. But I want you to know that God is here to bless you. And I am so very privileged today to stand before you and pray this prayer of blessing over you. And I wish I could be in your presence right now. But I, but I am here with you and I know that you can feel the Spirit of God and I am praying God's blessing, God's Spirit of healing and hope over you right now. It's here. It's here for you. He longs to bless His people. Why don't you, if you're, if you're comfortable to do this, however you're comfortable to receive from God, why don't you close your eyes? Maybe you want to stand and lift your hands up to Him. Maybe you want to kneel down. But I just want you to be in a posture to receive because I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you right now. And I'm believing God for supernatural healing in your spirit right now. Dear God, we are your people. We are your children. We are your servants. We are covenant children. The name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to our lives. So we pray this blessing upon each person under the sound of my voice. I pray that you bless them, you keep them, you make your face to shine upon us, you give us your favor. Let your goodness surround us, oh God. Lord, you fight our battles. Let us stand still and see the salvation of God. Let us know that we are enough, not in and of ourselves, but God, our worth and our value comes not from the affirmation of others, but God, because we are yours. We are created in your image. We are thankful for your divine presence. We are thankful for your divine calling. And we will passionately pursue everything you have for us. God, bring healing to our deepest parts. Let us surrender that hurt. God, if we have harbored resentment, Lord, forgive us for that. If we have harbored bitterness, God, we lay that at your feet right now. We ask you to cleanse our hearts and our minds. Lord, bless us that your goodness would flow through us, oh God that you would raise us up as individuals, that you would raise this church up to do a mighty work for you, that this would be a center of blessing, that this would be a place of blessing where the Spirit of the Lord flows freely to all God's people. 
It's in the matchless name of Jesus we pray. We receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Why doesn't somebody give God praise for what he's doing right now? God, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your goodness in this place right now. You know, if this message um, opened up some things in your spirit, uh, there is a classic book by Gary Smalling and John Trent. It's entitled The Gift of the Blessing, and I really encourage you to get a copy of that. Um, reach out to someone and talk about what you're experiencing right now. Reach out to us. We, we'd love to help you walk through this journey. Also, I really hope you're checking your messages and uh, following what we're posting online as we share more details about our first service back on campus. That is Sunday, June 7th. We're very excited about that. And of course, we will continue to have services online for those who are not able to worship with us here on campus, that we're very excited for God's blessings and for all the ways that he is keeping us. I pray that you have a wonderful week and I challenge you, why don't you find someone this week to bless? Why don't you find someone to, to say some good words over, to say some kind things over, to truly bless their spirit? We miss you and we love you very much. God bless you.